Hey, what's up? Hello. Oh, oh. James sounds weird this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, hello, everybody. I am Cece. I'm Alex. And I am Kate. <laughs> yes, and you may have noticed that Sir James is not with us today. James is going to be taken off for a couple of weeks to address more important things. Yes. And so we've got we've got Kate here this week, which was already planned. But now she's the third wheel instead of the fourth. So now we're a tricycle <laughs> instead of a car. And next week we we might have something different planned as well. Yes. So stay tuned. We've got some interesting episodes that are going to be coming up here soon. But uh, I'm very excited and happy to have one of my best friends in the whole entire world, Kate, on the show with us. Caitlin, we've known each other for how many years? Uh, well, that tells people how, like, old we are, and I don't really want to. <laughs> oh, there you go. She's, she's already thinking like James. <laughs> that's, that's true. No, no personally identifying information. No, we've known each other for a very long time. We met in elementary school. Yeah, Cece didn't like me very much. No, I didn't like Caitlin at all because she stole one of my other best friends. Mm. But then... When we were in seventh grade, we were forced to be in a class together, and we were the only two people that knew each other, so we were kind of, like, forced to be friends, and it it all worked out for the best, because we're best friends now. It's been did. for several years. It worked yeah. out perfectly, and one time we went to a psychic, and she told us that we were friend uh, soulmates. Yeah, oh. I forgot about that, Caitlin. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that was an odd psychic experience because it was in a trailer in the middle of nowhere. Really, it probably wasn't that safe to go. Cece, no. why have you failed to mention this on the podcast? Are you ashamed of this? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, uh, to be 100% honest, I forgot that we did that, Caitlin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was quite an experience. Uh, the trailer in the middle of nowhere that we found. Yeah, yeah. And then we and had... And we wonder why people in horror movies do stupid things. Yeah, well... <laughs> mimic real life (laughs) anyways yeah so i think that we need to do some hearty hellos alex do you want to do some hearty hellos yeah i'll do so okay so you guys today we are going to say hello to everybody in japan oh yes hello japan konnichiwa and then up in canada we're gonna say hello to everybody in alberta oi I don't know how they say hello in, in <laughs> they Canadianese. Just say, they just say hello. <laughs> oh. And then in, in here in the United States, we have a different state that has taken the number one spot this month for oh. most listens. Oh, really? Michigan. Oh, hello, Michigan. I just moved away from Michigan. Yes. Oh, oh hi, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No. I, I was thinking- no. I swear. I was like, Fargo's kind of close. Like, where's Fargo bad. take place? That was, Caitlin, that was really bad. You should <laughs> just be honest. Michigan is no longer our number one. Uh, Michigan, I'm sorry. You. Yeah, I'm sorry that Alex has to put you through that. But also, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. And no matter where you are, thank you for tuning in. Patreon-wise, I don't know what we're doing this week. we got to figure that out, Alex. Yeah, it's going to be some fun, whatever it is. It's going to be a, a CC Alex joint, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be it's going to be a razzmatazz. <laughs> <laughs> razzmatazz. Yeah, Caitlin, 
Yes. What topic are we talking about today? Do you want to do you want to say that? We're doing political conspiracies. Yes. Doing political conspiracies and Caitlin being one of our lovely patron listeners and subscribers. Thank you, Caitlin. You're welcome. She wants to talk about political conspiracies, which is always a really fun topic to kind of dive into and also kind of like scary and disturbing. So, yeah. So, Caitlin, thank you for throwing that topic into the Patreon vase. Of course, of course. Now, do we need to do an icebreaker? Now, James usually is the one that creates an icebreaker. Sometimes you do it. I was removed from the task early on in the podcast. <laughs> yes. But I think that, Alex, it's your time to shine. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you throw uh, an icebreaker out there? It could be anything you want. All right. Um, so if you... <laughs> I, you know what I'm thinking about? Candy. Caitlin. <laughs> candy. What is the best candy ever, and why is it the best? Go. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I think I still think York Peppermint Patties are the best. They oh, have amazing, gosh. amazing chocolate, amazing mint. Uh, perfect size, perfect ratio. The that noise when you break when you break it. Caitlin, you pointed that noise out to me when we were on our seventh grade trip to St. Louis. <laughs> and every time I eat a York peppermint patty, I have yep. to. And listener, if you've never done this before, put the York peppermint patty next to your ear. And then just break it in half and listen to the noise it makes. It is very satisfying. It's literally like the sound of heaven's gates opening up for you. Yes. Would you say that it leaves you in amazement? Amazement. <laughs> Alex. <laughs> okay, that's that's where Alex's head is at today. Um, Great. <laughs> Caitlin, I can't argue with you. I am kind of on the same same spectrum as you. I love York peppermint patties. And it's for me, it's hard to decide between York peppermint patty or Junior Mints because Solid. I can't go to yeah I can't go to a movie without getting Junior Mints just the way they melt in the mouth and the mint and I uh I understand why people don't like mint chocolate candies yeah that's what I'm thinking but also like you're insane I like Some chocolate people- <laughs> mint candies okay I just don't like them enough to be the favorite. Well, some people are like, oh, it tastes like I'm eating toothpaste. I'm just like, oh, I have never I eaten toothpaste that. that tasted like New York Peppermint Patty. I would love toothpaste that tastes like New York Peppermint Patty. Yeah, for real. Mm. It does not yeah. taste like toothpaste. Those people are the, just have incorrect opinions. <laughs> the, there the, you go. The, the problem with Junior Mints, uh, eating, eating it in the theater, is like, what if it falls in your, in your lap? <laughs> and then like at the end of the movie, it looks like you just pooped yourself. <laughs> I actually before I was actually driving from <laughs> South Carolina back to Kentucky uh, yesterday, and it wasn't Junior Mints, but I did drop a piece of chocolate on my like seat, and I was like, "Dang it, it's gonna look like I pooped." And then I stood up to get some gas, and it looked like I pooped. <laughs> Caitlin, thank you for being so vulnerable yeah. and sharing that with us and all of our listeners. Just so you know, I like to avoid candies that <laughs> that can confuse other people with accidental defecation. No. no. <laughs> Listen, this is the thing, Alex. You could do that with literally any type of chocolate. Not nerd. So, yeah, but I, my favorite is Nerd's Rope. You don't see me you're getting... Right. Yeah, Caitlin, no, don't on. tell him that. No, no, I still like hey. your peppermint, but I do love Nerd's Rope. <laughs> 
Nerds ropes are good, but no, also it's like I feel like I can only eat a little piece of it before I'm like, ooh, this is too sweet. It's gonna it's gonna get to me. Mm, I okay. could definitely eat more than one nerds rope in a sitting. <laughs> well, they have these new nerds clusters. Those are pretty good. That last that I've only had one bag of them. It was when we watched Encanto. Yes, and I was pretty impressed. Like they were fresh. They had the really lot of chewiness, lots of flavor. If they're all like that, they might be better than Nerds Ropes. But I'm worried I just got one good batch. Yeah, you probably got one good batch. Oh, that is scary. Yeah, those those clusters but aren't going to stick around. You can get a bad Nerds Rope, though, too. You can get, like, an old one where it's a little... It's not really that loose. It's a little tight. <laughs> Alex has a lot of opinions about Nerds Ropes, you guys. Right in... Listen. To uh, 13th floor at gmail.com. I don't know what our gmail is. Yeah, that's it. 13th floor podcast oh. <laughs> at gmail.com. I think, that, I think that you guys should let us know what your favorite candy is on our Instagram page. Yeah. I hope we roped you into that conversation. Oh, my gosh. Alex, <laughs> I think that <laughs> we're in for a lot of puns today, Caitlin, because Alex is just in that frame of mind. So oh, great. I, yeah, I think that it's time for us to just hop on into the topics. Caitlin, we usually, we just decide, you know, willy-nilly who's going first on the fly. We used to decide before we recorded the episode with James, and then all of a sudden we just kind of stopped doing that. <laughs> and one of us would just say, I'm going first today. Mm, it's true. So, Caitlin, I'm going to let you, since you're our guest of honor, do you want to go first, second, or third? I think I am happy to go first. All right, Caitlin. Caitlin is taking the lead today. What are you talking about, Caitlin? Yeah, so I am talking about John F. Kennedy, uh, and in particular his assassination, uh, of course. I know you guys have done an episode on him before, but there was... One of my most hated episodes of my own performance ever. (laughs) There was... There's a topic that you guys didn't cover... And just to give you a little background about myself, my dad was actually born on the day JFK was assassinated. So yeah. November 22nd, 1963, literally like that day. So, he, so he's not, he's, he's a possible suspect. He is, he's not a possible suspect, but he is a possible suspect of inheriting JFK's soul and spirit when it, you know, left f- his body, left his body. I'm not sure oh, it went from Dallas to uh, Louisville, Kentucky, but you never Maybe. know. You never you know. Never know. So, yeah. yeah. So I grew up, my dad was obsessed with him kind of because <laughs> of that and had all this JFK paraphernalia. And even like, I remember this hand towel was just like a hand towel of JFK's face. Pretty sure my dad <laughs> still has it. <laughs> and it's just like, I just always knew so much random stuff about him and always knew when, you know, when he, when he died and am very easily able to remember my father's birthday, which makes it much easier for me. And, uh, and yeah, so I grew up just knowing about JFK, honestly, first political figure I knew of and probably is what got me interested in politics and why I work in politics today. So I find it very uh, interesting, and I wanted to talk about JFK 
he's had a big influence on your life, which is just kind of bizarre how it happened that your your father might be the reincarnated <laughs> JFK. And so now you are where you're at because of that. Exactly. And it's so, <laughs> it's just so funny. So yeah, so I figured I would talk a little bit more about the JFK assassination and one theory that I am not endorsing. And uh, <laughs> uh, just so you know, I, I really am just like very much not endorsing this theory. Intrigued by it. But I do. The more you say it, the more I think you're actually endorsing yeah. it. <laughs> well, you know how it is because you guys do this like every week. You go into this research and then everything, you're like <laughs> looking up stuff to back up this point, And then you're like, oh, maybe it is true. okay but this one is aliens aliens i haven't heard this theory aliens so i love i actually really love this theory as just a fun conspiracy theory because it wraps everything all into one it wraps aliens the government covering up aliens the jfk assassination uh shadow governments everything like like that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, all into one. So I will try and be as precise and directed and timely as possible. Long, um, Kaylin. I can't wait to hear it. Thank you. So I got. So I'm. My stuff is cited from the History Channel, and um, I can. I cannot pronounce this. Um, <laughs> The Discovery Channel. Yeah, Discovery. That's it. Discovery. Uh, Aurora Bora is is what it's called. Aurora Boras Inc. Oh, but okay. it's spelled not. It's spelled O U R O B O R O S Inc. Yeah. So like super weird. Anyway, but this is where most of my information came from, as well as just some of the stuff that I kind of do. Okay. So let me take you back in time before Kennedy was president. Yeah. Um, and he was just a young man. And we would just gotten into World War II in February 24th, 1942. Something called the Battle Over Los Angeles happens. What? And basically, all these random UFOs were seen all on all over Los Angeles in the sky in the middle of the night and U S troops unleash fire. This is, this is real. This actually happened the next, over the next few days, the government and media outlets issued a couple contradictory reports. Some people were like, no, it was a false alarm. Another one was like, no, it was like floating balloons. Uh, and it kind of all got all weird. Even the New York times did a report that was like, the more you look into it, the weirder it is. Ooh. And so there's claims that no planes were shot down. But then in March, so just a month later, Roosevelt gets a report that there was an unidentified airplane recovered as well in, in the ocean outside of California and in like a mountain in somewhere near California, near like the area. And they okay. couldn't identify where they came from and like country wise, like origin wise at all. Did it look like an airplane or did it look like a, they're just, it's crashed. So they're like, it's in pieces that I'm not sure. I guess I, I should say unidentified flying objects. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. what it was. Uh, and <laughs> so they got that report. 
Now, what does this have to do with JFK? Mm -hmm. At this moment, he happened to be in the naval intelligence. And so these are the kind of reports that he would have gotten. And he worked for this guy named Forrestal. So fast forward just a few years to 1947. And JFK joins the House of Representatives as a junior member of Congress from Massachusetts. Now, what else happens in 1947? The Roswell incident. And so you guys all know, I'm not going to go into huge things about the Roswell incident, but that's obviously, you know, where the the biggest, quote unquote, evidence of aliens and extraterrestrials and all that stuff came into play in America and like got real big and all this stuff. And I find it interesting because what the official report now says is like, oh, no, it was a weather balloon, right? Yeah. Whereas like a balloon was another thing that they had said back during the battle over Los Angeles. Hmm. So it's like of course. the same, like it's weird, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's very weird. Yeah. So JFK was in the congressional committee that was shared on the intelligence that was gathered at Roswell. So even more connection to knowing stuff about aliens. Aliens. Then, really quickly, right after that incident, July 26, Truman signs the National Security Act, creates the CIA. September 17th of 1947, Forrestal, who was a close friend of JFK, who, who actually wanted him, wanted JFK on his staff, was appointed as the first Secretary of Defense. And so hmm. now this guy is really big in naval intelligence, really, really high up, obviously like oversees the different departments, including the CIA and all these kind of things. So hmm. he, so the, all of this is factual. And here is where the alleged stuff comes in. Okay. So there is an allegedly a government group that was created at the same time called the Majestic 12. And Forsall was a member, allegedly, of this group. Now, this mm. group's whole thing was to document UFOs, to deal with a- extraterrestrial uh, intelligence, and to deal with what to say to the public about it. And so I just want to point out the FBI, uh, why it's the FBI, I'm not sure, but the FBI investigated some documents, says it's bogus, and there's like some people who think it's a UFO like group hoax, and others think it's actually a document produced by the government to distract the public from something else. Hmm. So, yeah, which I like totally could see. Both of those, I didn't do, I have not dug into the incredible amount of research that would be done to like say the Majestic 12 100% isn't true, isn't there and isn't true. Um, But I do find it very interesting that at at the Roswell incident happens immediately, the National Security Act is signed, and then someone who is very close, who has been involved in all these things is appointed the first secretary of defense and supposedly is a member of this majestic 12 mm. now. And he is such a close friend of JFK. Like I'm his dad, JFK's dad 
and Forsall were really close. JFK was going to be on his staff, but decided to run for office instead. So like, these are people who really know each other super well. Fast forward two years to 1949, and Forsall is forced to resign because- oh Yep. What happened? Well, Truman, it is said that Truman and him didn't get along. There are documented meetings where Forsall met with Dewey, thinking Dewey was going to win that presidency. And then when Truman was reelected, Truman was pissed and so forced him to resign. Now, he was immediately sent to a hospital by a Navy psychiatrist for mental exhaustion and depression is what is what the uh, consensus was. Uh-oh. Now, right before his brother was supposed to come pick him up and had visited him and talked about future plans and everything, he supposedly jumped out of a high window and killed himself. Isn't that kind of weird? You could say his, his life stalled out. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. That's, oh, forced um, all. Yeah, that's a that's just considering everything, right? Shady, yeah, yeah, it's shady. That's mm. the perfect word for it, Caitlin. Very shady, especially when there's documents about him talking about his future getting out of this hospital. Mm. Yeah, and suicidal people don't typically talk about their future, right? So, mm. Yeah, so that was all the way back in 1949. Kennedy obviously, you know, mourns loss of his friend and everything like that, but moves on, becomes bigger and better things, and in 1960 becomes the president of the United States. Prezi. Yeah. So keep in mind all of this stuff, while all this was happening, you know, the Cold War, after World War II, the Roswell incident happened. So UFOs were really big in pop culture back then back then it wasn't just like fringe people talked about and i know like it's big in pop culture now with media and and movies and things like that but like back then it was like this like fun little thing to talk about so it was like a big deal and then the space race was in the height you know kennedy said we were going to go to the moon we ended up going to the moon you know nine years later but it was a big deal you know we're in the middle of cold war blah, blah 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 so he starts asking and there's he keeps asking and requesting information from the CIA and other intelligence agencies for more information on anything they have pertaining to extraterrestrial intelligence, both from back when Hitler was studying this in World War II. So when World War II ended and we took scientists from Germany to get some more technology and things like that. Um, so mm-hmm. JFK asks for that kind of information, which included extraterrestrial tech and and things like that, he gets pushback from the CIA. So he had appointed his brother, Attorney General, this is Bobby, who, you know, later was also assassinated. Yeah. So he went around the CIA to try and get more information. So Bob, he also had Bobby probing and trying to get more information because he's, and, and a lot of the thought behind this is that he's just also interested because he was he was part of that naval intelligence back when the battle over Los Angeles happened. He was part mm. of the congressional intelligence when the Roswell incident happened. And he was good friends with Forrestal. So people think he's just interested in this. Hmm. Now, fast forward three years to 1963. And the relationship with the Soviet Union is actually improving. You know, the Cuban Missile Crisis 
you know, dissolved, everything happened. And JFK Mm -hmm. actually publicly proposes a joint operation with the Soviet Union to explore space and go to the moon, maybe together. Mm. Yeah. Now, nothing was put into play. There was no plans written officially, you know, connecting the Soviet Union and the administration to, like, start something. But this very much pissed off the CIA and everybody who had just gone through the Cold War and really hated the Soviet Union and all that stuff. So then, boom, JFK is killed a few months later. (laughs) Boom. 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 He's killed. (laughs) Now, now here's where all of like the weird stuff comes in. So obviously you guys have talked about like how the CIA might have been involved or the mafia involved and, and in conjunction with the CIA or the CIA leaned on, uh, Oswald, Lee Harvey Oswald to, to kill him and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's other reasons that float around and that people think and that he was, you know, just, they just didn't like him and they wanted to go in a different direction and all that, all that jazz. Yeah. But. This is all because they had a deal, apparently, with uh, according to some research experts into this, as well <laughs> as what's called a burned document. It looks like it was thrown into the fire and someone pulled it out. Mm. And then mm. some documents found on a film reel uh, that was uh, that was anonymous, anonymously sent to a, a like an extraterrestrial group. That documents talk all about the Majestic 12, or MJ-12 for short. It talks about how they had an agreement with extraterrestrials. And in this agreement, the aliens were allowed to abduct some people in America in exchange for tech knowledge. Hmm. And so there was this whole, there's this whole idea that there's this agreement between MJ-12, you know, a secret group in the government... And aliens who are legitimately allowing people who didn't know to be abducted and to conduct their own experiments for people so that we could get tech. There's even like a Thai ancient aliens goes into this, um, which is (laughs) so much fun, right? Um, I love the guy like aliens. Yes. Uh, (laughs) But there's, there's even a tie to like the atom bomb and like when, when, everything with Roswell happens and the invention of, of, of the atom bomb and, and different kind of tech surrounding that. And so people really, these people really think that these documents prove that there was this agreement. Now in one of those documents, there is a memo from one MJ 12 member to the rest of them that said Lancer, AKA the code name for John F. Kennedy is asking more into these questions and that he cannot keep asking and that we must do something about it. Uh-oh. And this, uh. this was in October of 1963 and he was killed in November of 1963. Set phasers to assassinate. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and so the last little evidence, quote unquote evidence, it's all hearsay, but Howard Hunt, who was involved in the Watergate scandal and went to prison for a while, allegedly met with his lawyer right before he was uh, assigned, right before he went to prison, and told his lawyer that JFK was assassinated because JFK was planning this thing with the Soviet Union 
and they were going to find out about aliens. Mm. Yeah. So he was having to, he was having to get help from outside the country to pursue his interest in aliens. In aliens, yes. And so he was think so according to these this theory, JFK was going to work so closely with the Soviet unions and get all this information that they were going to discover aliens together and JFK was going to give away our best secret, which was alien technology and alien contact. contact. The thing that just blows my mind is in my brain, I always picture presidents knowing about aliens if they exist. And, you know, exactly. maybe, Maybe they're like, JFK doesn't need to know about this. Well, and that's where, and if you think about the timeline between when MJ 12 was supposedly, created, which was 1947, all the way to 1960, that's enough of a time to where it could start functioning probably on its own without, uh, you know, the president maybe necessarily being super involved. Yeah. Interesting. And then I won't go into this, but there's all these other ideas that it wasn't the CIA, but the aliens actually either told the CIA they had to do this because they didn't want to be discovered or the aliens did it. Um, and made it look like it was, you know, Oswald. But which which one do you believe? <laughs> I feel like it was not a lone shooter, but I also don't feel like it was aliens. Oh, okay. I do, Can't however, am a very staunch believer in uh, intelligent life in in the universe. Ah, uh, okay. In, in fact, yeah. at this point. I do feel like when someone tells me they don't believe in aliens, like that they might be one. (laughs) Yeah. Like that. What's wrong with you? Why are you Mm. trying to cover this up? That's right. That's the first thing I Mm. think. Yes. That's that's a good point. I don't have too many conversations with people uh, that don't believe in them. I feel like almost everyone I know believes in aliens. Yeah. To some extent. It's totally like normal now. It's not like the weird, a weird thing. I think most people concede that there's life out there. Yeah. But the concession of intelligent life is probably where you would lose a few people. Yep. Yeah. But I think most people agree that there's life somewhere else. Exactly. And the I, universe is too big. And I just also want to end my little spiel with saying that when Cece and I were in seventh grade, one of the things that made me like her the most is that she showed me randomly a video she made where she read a book about space and one was a, and there was a picture of aliens and she said these are aliens they're in space don't touch them yes i <laughs> have forgotten that that video existed caitlin but yeah that me and our dear friend amy made that these are aliens don't touch them they're in space <laughs> one of my I, favorite memories ever i need to find that video i hope that i haven't lost it if I do find it, I'll send it to you. Maybe yeah, I'll post it should. on our Patreon. You should. Patreon exclusive. <laughs> but that's basically what the CIA was telling to JFK. These are aliens. They're in space. Don't touch them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Caitlin. And then boom, what? you're dead. Ugh. Okay. Caitlin, that was wonderful. I'd never heard that before. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I- I'm I'm amazed that there's an alien connection to uh, JFK, but I guess like nowadays it's not too surprising because I feel like aliens are connected to everything. Yeah. But those were some yes. shocked king revelations. Sh- Alex, oh, oh my, my okay. gosh! <laughs> All right, listen, 
I'm gonna let Alex go next so that maybe he'll uh, he'll calm down afterwards. Yeah. Mine's not very funny, actually. So uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what are you talking about? Because yeah. guess what, dear listeners, thirteenth lawyers, Alex never tells us what he's talking about. I told Caitlin about this earlier today, but Ooh. this is the first time Caitlin and I are hearing what Alex's topic is. So yeah. please share with us. That's why sometimes my topics are so off the mark is because I don't run by anybody. There's no QC over here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so oftentimes I like to pick topics that are like, you know, may or may not have happened. I get to leave it to the imagination of the, uh, of the listener almost said viewer. Um, Well, this time I decided to pick something that definitely happened. Okay. Ooh. Aliens killed Jay. Just, just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and and uh, I mean, in some ways, what I'm talking about kind of echoes current world events, but that really wasn't my intention when I selected it. <laughs> but it, alas, here we are. Um, in 1939, yeah, during some World War II action, um, a Russian village named Manila was shelled by its neighboring country, Finland. And when this happened, it broke this peace treaty that they had signed. It was called the uh, Treaty of Tartu. And it was, it was just a pact saying, like, all right, we're not going to aggress against each other. We don't like each other, but we won't fight. We'll be civil. Yeah. Well, now since Finland had fired shots on the Soviets, obviously the Soviets are going to use this as justification to proceed with war. Now, Finland, on the other hand, was kind of like, after this, was like, hey, you know what? We'd really like to investigate what happened and, and, and see what caused all this. You know, why would Finland want to investigate their own attack on Russia, you might be asking? Yeah. Well, it's because no one that was part of their military fired the shells. Ooh. That's Actually, suspicious. the people that were guarding the border... At Finland, heard the explosions in Russia, and they also heard the shells fire from Russia. Okay, so Russia fired on Russia? That's right. This is a false flag event. Okay. And this is not unusual in starting wars. So the Soviets used a false flag event where they fired on their own village uh, and enter to enter into what was eventually called the Winter War, which is this three and a half month long battle where the Soviets invaded Finland, where you know this minuscule Finland force is fighting off this much more heavily armored Soviets in attack, and they're they're holding their own, even though they're really outgunned. Okay. Maybe similar to certain things going on. Yeah. Um, of, co- of course, you know, throughout this war, the Soviets are all like, you know, they're they're crossing themselves, so they're probably not. But And they swore up and down that they were fired upon and that they're only retaliating because they broke the treaty. But as the war went on, and even as it ended, John Gunther, uh, an American journalist, wrote in uh, December 1939, he said, the incident was a clumsy and obviously fabricated as all such incidents since Mukden, or sorry, Mukden in 1931, and Mukden is another false flag event that Japan created to excuse an invasion in Manchuria. So, essentially, since 1931, 
all these countries have been doing false flag events to cause chaos. Yeah, to cause well, yeah, to cause chaos, and and that way they can do whatever they want because look, well, that guy did it. Well, why when actually did, they did it. Why did Russia want to invade Finland? Yeah, so they had first off, Finland had some land that they were really wanting. And so they were really wanting to take over some of the land, and they also wanted to take back some of their, what they perceived as their own people, uh, communists that they that they thought belonged with them. Obviously, uh, again, not so different from current world events, where <laughs> they're trying to get people that kind of identify as Russian brought back under their country. Mm-hmm. So they are, they're, they're trying to start this where they have started this war, but luckily um, Finland is fighting back. Now there were our ramifications for the Soviet pressure that is put on Finland long after this war ends. So this war ends in three and a half months. And first off Finland, while fighting off someone who started a war <laughs> by firing on themselves got no military support from any of its neighbors. So they're a little angry about that. Yeah. Uh, And essentially they're left to defend for themselves. So later during the rest of World War II, Finland has a choice to make. You know, the war comes back. The Winter War Part Two is at their doorstep and the Russians are back. Now they need more military might. You know, other countries are waxing and waning on where they want to support support them. Uh, the the British are like, yeah, we'll help you, and then they're like, eh, never mind. We kind of have our other our own war to fight. We're not going to be able to help you. And so they turn to this odd mustachio fella named Hitler, oh, <laughs> who comes along to help Finland. Um, he's there to give them the military support. It's another it's another front for him to fight on their side. And what I perceive as a moment of desperation, they take his help because they do not want to be overrun by Russia. Yeah, they're grasping um, for straws. Now, you know, I do have a limited scope of knowledge of World War II, to be fair. So there, and there's endless complexities in World War II. But it seems to me that the pressure from the First Winter War is what caused Finland to become an ally of Germany. Hmm. Out of desperation, because even when um, even when Russia wanted to sign peace treaties, they were Finland was going to have to concede land, and so like you created a fake attack and you're getting something out of it. Yeah, and so they were unwilling to do that, and as a result, you know we get some pretty bloody battles and. Uh, Finland eventually allies themselves with the Nazis. You know, I would say some people did not see that coming. Oh my gosh, um, <laughs> Alex! <laughs> All right, all right. So, yeah, they get this deal with the devil, um, and so eventually they do. As we all know, they eventually lose. But this is all because of this f- false flag shelling of the country and. This is not something that is unusual to see countries do um, even now. 
We see countries do it to their own people. We see countries do it all the time. Governments do it all the time to get the reaction that they want. To justify things. Yep. And we, again, it's it's common. So this is an early instance of, I guess, recorded false flags. Because eventually, even the person that was perpetrating it said, yeah, we totally faked it. Of course. And now I now the thing is is it's so there's such a I guess an air around it that people don't actually know if anyone actually died because they originally reported that a few military people actually died from the shelling. And but there's no recant of that statement, but people wonder if that was even true too. Hmm. So it's possible that the Russians actually killed some of their own people. In order to make this happen, but it's also possible that they didn't. But the the whole reason for part two of the war, unlike the first part, was that they were mad that Finland would not join. Uh, that that Finland was standing back from the war and not joining a side, mm-hmm. and they didn't like that. That essentially they didn't have a protected front. And so because Finland just had their hands up, like we're not getting involved. And that wasn't enough for the Soviets. They wanted them to pick a side. And, well, they did. They just didn't pick the side that the Soviets wanted. Yeah. Interesting. Well, it makes you wonder how many other false flag events, like, what is, what are the other false flag events that we just don't know about? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's tons. And when you think about ones that people that are, like, conspiracy theories around, you know, even, like... Uh, Pearl Harbor or things like 9-11, when you Mm -hmm. see all these real false flag events that actually do happen, it's hard not to look at everything with a skeptic, like a skeptical eye. Yeah, it's true. Mm -hmm. Well, Alex, that was a, that was a bit dark. I wish I knew more about World War II history, but this has gotten me interested. Yeah, well, (laughs) there's a lot of stuff out there. You can do a lot of research. It makes me a little nervous about what's happening right now. (laughs) Right. A little more nervous than I already am. Yeah. It's always interesting how propaganda works on both sides and how it just can easily influence everybody. It's just so interesting. Oh, yeah. And terrifying. Yes, <laughs> and terrifying. I'm going to lighten things up again, you guys. Let's hear I it. hope that's okay. Are we going to talk about more um, mud butt uh, candies? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm going to talk about a conspiracy theory that for some reason I'd never heard about until Caitlin said, hey, let's talk about political conspiracies. And so I was like, okay, let's let's look into this. And then I found this, and I was just like, is this a legit thing? It's a conspiracy theory that birds aren't real. Oh. Yeah. Big. I don't do anything on Reddit, but for some reason, I looked at birds aren't real one time because I thought it was hilarious. And now I, I get updates all the time. I don't even get on, but it's the only notification that comes on my phone from it, Reddit. It has a huge following on it. Oh, Reddit. yeah. It's pretty somehow, funny. Somehow I'm on the birds aren't real tiktok uh side of tiktok (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing i don't know how how that happened but i'm there that's well that's the thing caitlin you just you look at one thing and then everything's like oh birds are real well you guys i'm gonna take you back to the very beginning of this whole thing because it's got some twists and turns that i think a lot of people will be like oh i didn't know that shovel a twist yeah 
Okay, so so I want you guys to both just close your eyes right now for me, okay? Dear listener, you can join in too, but just make sure you're not driving and you're in a safe space. Close your eyes. Picture in your mind, if you will, some beautiful moments, okay? Such as Trump's infamous Kofifi tweet. Oh, yeah. You guys remember when that happened? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. 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 What did it mean? I don't know. <laughs> Do you remember, Caitlin... This one will make you happy. Remember when that political science professor was giving an interview to BBC and some political about some political issue going on in South Korea, and then his two kids crashed the interview. <laughs> yes, this was going on at this time. And then the year you guys, it's 2017, so it's not that long ago. Uh, and all of a sudden, this conspiracy theory starts floating around that birds aren't real. And the whole premise behind it is that they've actually all been replaced by the government and our drones sent out to spy on each and every one of us and every move we make. And so that's the the thought behind it. <laughs> Specifically, per Wikipedia, uh, the conspiracy theory outlined that the U.S. government had exterminated all the country's birds between 1959 <laughs> and 1971. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a very similar time time period to uh, Caitlin, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you guys, I, I bet you if that, you know, oh, yeah, the government's actually going to exterminate all the birds. I bet you that'd be really time consuming. I bet all the birds flew into invisible spacecraft. Yeah, Ooh, maybe the possible. aliens helped them. Yeah, though they could have. <laughs> Supposedly, some media sites reported that the theory posits, and I like this idea, <laughs> it made me laugh. That birds, when they sit on power lines, are actually recharging themselves. The yes. Are recharging themselves. I love that. <laughs> that made me happy. And also, that bird poop is actually tracking method. So if you get bird poop on your car, they're tracking you. Alex, in your case, you guys, Alex had a bird poop on his head like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, somebody's, that's gross. somebody's watching. So it's they not were. good luck. It's the government. It's the oh. government. Yeah, and Caitlin, this actually ties into your topic today. The conspiracy theorizes that John F. Kennedy was actually assassinated by the U.S. government because he was reluctant to kill off all the birds. Mm, he loved makes those flamingos. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so here's the most interesting thing about this conspiracy theory, and that is that it is all a farce. It's actually what? a yeah, it's a satirical conspiracy theory that was supposedly started in 2017 by a guy named Peter McIndo. I think that's how you say his name. He's apparently been sustaining himself off this conspiracy theory that he just created on a whim by selling merchandise. That's good for him. Yeah, and he he sells T-shirts. You can buy all sorts of things. But I read an interview with him in the New York Times, <laughs> and McIndo is a Gen Zer, so he's a young gun. And last year he was 23. So I guess he's going to be 24 this year. I got a lot of my info again from that New York Times article, but he claimed uh, in that, that he was at a woman's protest in Memphis, Tennessee in 2017. And some pro Trump protesters were there, which I guess rubbed him the wrong way. So he supposedly pulled a poster off a wall and wrote birds aren't real on it. And then there were people just kind of like filming everything. And they were like, Oh, we're going to interview this guy. What does birds Birds aren't real mean. And so <laughs> on the fly, he's just coming up with this conspiracy theory that birds aren't real and they're drones. And so that's, that's literally amazing. how it got out there is that he ad-libbed this entire thing and then just a whole bunch of people bought it. That's truly amazing. Yeah. And 
supposedly he posted on his Instagram early on that it was satire and then he deleted it. And he's apparently stayed in character for multiple years with this, pretending that everything's real while also building such a big following like on Reddit, especially Gen Zers who were in on the joke. But he really just came out last year in 2021 saying, yeah, this is all sham. Like I made it up. And he did so to poke fun at all of the extreme conspiracy theories that came out, especially after Trump was elected, because we did see a huge uptick in some of the conspiracy theories that kind of started to circulate. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, there was a lot. And McIndo even went so so far as to create fake documentation to back up their <laughs> birds aren't real claims. They hired an actor to play a CIA agent pretending to say the theory was real. So they put a lot of work into just everything here. And they say that they wanted it to be so absurd that people couldn't possibly believe that the theory was real. Because I don't know about you guys. When I saw it, I'm just like, that is ridiculous, right? Oh, yeah. I thought it was hilarious. They, well, some people did not. <laughs> some, yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, and and several media outlets reported on it as though it were real. <laughs> So granted, with all of that quote-unquote documentation, I'm sure it probably got a little confusing. And McIndo and his some of his colleagues basically say this whole thing was just a, quote, experiment in misinformation because they all basically grew up on computers. And I feel like all three of us were very lucky in the fact that we both grew up before computers and we got to see computers like evolve mm. over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I really miss... When, you know, Caitlin, you and I would just sit and watch Homestar Runner for hours. Oh, yeah. Or that <laughs> cat, I'm a Kitty Cat song. Remember that? Yeah. Or the yeah. G.I. Joe. Yes, the G.I. Oh, Joe yes. videos. Oh. So, yeah, we – Gen Zers, though, they grew up on the internet. So, they were kind of exposed to a whole bunch of, I guess, just dishonesty online. And, I, let's just go ahead and say the internet was better when we were all on it initially. Yeah. <laughs> when it was just hilarious <laughs> when it was just videos. stupid stuff. Yeah. And then it kind of, you know, there's there's a lot that you have to weed through when it comes to just being online nowadays. You have to discern whether or not something is real or not real. And that's something that I wish that more people would do because the media really is so dishonest. So dishonest. They know how to twist and manipulate and divert attention. Kind of like some false flag events. You know what I mean? But they, they, it's one of the main reasons I personally got out of the business. But in this case, these young people were using the media to try to prove a point about how wild some of the conspiracy theories have gotten in recent years and how they can kind of spin off into this crazy realm Mm. if you're not careful. But per McIndo, I don't know if it's McIndo, if he's never going to listen to this, but if he does, (laughs) I, I, I apologize. Uh, But he said in his New York Times interview, quote, everything we've done with birds aren't real is made to make sure it doesn't tip into where it could have been a negative end result on the world. It's a safe space for people to come together and process the conspiracy takeover America. It's a way to laugh at the madness rather than be overcome by it, end quote. Which I appreciate, but also at the same time, um, there's so much misinformation in the world already. So, you know carrying on with this for several years as though it were real is just also kind of putting that misinformation. <laughs> Granted, I do think it's absurd. When I saw it again, I thought it was ridiculous. It's kind of like the flat earth thing. It's hard to believe. Oh no. I just got us another bad review. Sh- I know. Yeah. You've heard about the COVID with birds aren't real, right? 
No, Caitlin, what's that? Oh, COVID was constructed in order to replace all of the all of the software in the birds. <laughs> they like, you know, keeping people inside and lockdown measures. I like it. So I that like they could it. yeah, they need to upgrade the software. Intra- interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. They have all these people out there catching the birds. You know, uh when everything did happen, it was in the winter, at least in our part of the world. Mm-hmm. We all would have been staying inside anyways. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Software update. <laughs> One of my favorite captions from Birds Aren't Real's Instagram is when the New York Times article was published. They posted yeah. like an Instagram about it and they said, woke up to a New York Times feature on our beautiful movement. Unfortunately, we cannot afford the subscription to get past the paywall. So if anyone reads it, please <laughs> let us know if it's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, I hate those stupid paywalls. Whenever I'm doing research and I it's come awful. across an article and I'm like, oh, this is going to be perfect. And you read the first paragraph and scroll down and it says, pay for the rest. Oh, it's infuriating. Mm-hmm. Destroying my life. Yes. Yeah. But but yeah, I think that just the whole the whole thing is just so bizarre. Um, you know, it's it's so easy nowadays to be misled by anything and everything online. So you've really got to dig into it. And this is something that McIndo actually addressed in his interview. He and several of his colleagues, which, by the way, collectively, they're called the Bird Brigade, which I absolutely adore. I love that name, the Bird Brigade. <laughs> but they supposedly have family members who they say have gotten swept away in conspiracy theories. And here's here's another area where I get a little, like, troubled by it. We've seen so many people, so many families ripped apart by just differing views and opinions especially within the past, you know, four or five years. Yeah. That I feel like sometimes when people fall into the crazy, crazy conspiracy. The good news is, is none of them can afford to go see each other now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, I guess what I'm getting at is that, Alex, you made me lose my, th- my train of thought with you. Oh my gosh. But yeah, yeah. You, you think that, you're saying that you think that, you know, people are already divided enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it, it, I don't know. It's adding trouble. fuel on the fire, I guess. Yeah, adding fuel on the fire. But anyways, McIndo says that he's got big plans this year and he hopes to work with media outlets to continue to get the word out and to fight disinformation. It kind of, it kind of makes me LOL because number one, what media will you be using? Because most of the major networks if not all of them really can't be considered purveyors of truth on all ends because they're so biased. But I'd be intrigued to see what type of interview that McIndo would give to CNN versus Fox News. Like, yeah, what his character although he change. is, since he is a Gen Zer, he probably doesn't like most of the regular media. He probably it does look for new media. Yeah, he probably. I, I would assume so because yeah, I, I could, I could, I could see that because it's like. The statistics on Gen Z's hating like both political parties and both sides of the media is and like mainstream media is astronomical. Like it, it actually gives me a little bit of hope that they're so sick of this like system and the disinformation from both like from major news sources that maybe we'll start seeing them make it better. Well, I think this this made me laugh a lot. McKindo, he gave a interview to, I can't remember who it was, some news station in January. And he was just talking about the movement. And then he pretended to 
puke live on the air during <laughs> during the interview. <laughs> I do just, remember that. Yeah, just to get <laughs> to ruffle some feathers and get people talking, it worked because if you look online, like I ruffle feathers, ha ha. Yeah, but per McIndo, he says of the movement, quote, I have a lot of excitement for what the future of this could be as an actual force for good. Yes, we've been intentionally spreading misinformation for the past four years, but it's with a purpose. It's about holding up a mirror to America in the Internet age. I'm just glad that that conspiracy never really quite took flight. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm a pretty true believer. I don't, no. I don't think birds are real, man. Man, you know, I know birds are real Ooh. because my cat, Cleo, used to catch them and she would just she would just bring a couple feathers and then the inner organs and leave mm. it on the porch. We like, never saw the, the government gave her frozen corpses. Yeah. Birds. And she just brought it back yeah. to trick me. Yep. Well, she was know, a government agent. That, oh, you know, what was that? There was an episode that we did not too long ago where we mentioned that they tried to bug cats and have them train cats to go and spy on. Oh, yeah. I can't remember what that I was. I think it was yeah. the Soviets to go stand outside the oh, yeah, it embassy. Was. And, it yeah. was the Soviets, yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Maybe that's what Cleo was doing. Cleo was just, and Cleo was the, the raddest cat, but Caitlin really didn't like her. Caitlin, do you think that now that you have a passion for cats, that you would have a better opinion on Cleo? I think so. I think okay, so. Good. I good. just she she liked you. She did like me, but I liked yeah. Wilson. You yep. can never take back what you lost. <laughs> I know. I feel bad about it. <laughs> she was the best cat, you guys. Even though she would catch birds, she would bring them into the house while they were still alive. Like once she brought bird into the house and it just started flying around and we had to get our 97-year-old neighbor to come and catch it, Mr. Cobb. I've mentioned it before on the show. He was the best. But we had a real live U.S. government drone <laughs> in the house, apparently, I guess according so. to this uh, conspiracy theory. Yeah. Quote, unquote. So- that's legit. How are y'all feeling about this episode? <laughs> I feel honored to be on I, my favorite podcast. Aw, Caitlin, I think it's been really fun. Caitlin, you've been a pleasure to have on the show. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, you did excellent. Thank you so much for, for uh, stepping in during James's absence. Alex, what do you think? I think that our music is by Grant Cook. You can find it on Amazon <laughs> Music, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you listen to music. Yes, and you guys stay tuned. We still are are kind of getting our thinking caps on for next week's episode. All I can tell you is that it's going to be fun, um, even though I don't know what it is yet. But oh, yeah. stay tuned. And Caitlin, we'd love to have you on the show again someday. But I know you know the uh, the end of the show. So, you guys, until next time, we hope that you can keep, keep it straight. straight.